Hey everybody, welcome to the 15-Minute Frightcast, the condensed version of the Midnight Frightcast in which I bring in a special guest, they pick the movie, and then we review it together. This episode, our special guest is friend and game master extraordinaire, Mike Crawford. Yay! Hey, hey Mike, how you doing? I'm okay. Hey, that's great. So let's move on here. And you knew that was going to happen, right? Oh, now he's not going to (laughs) talk. How are you doing, Mike? I am fine. Hey, we only have 15 minutes for this. So, uh... You absolute... (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to get anything done. Um, Okay, yeah. Go ahead. No, how are you doing, Mike? I'm fine. I'm fine. There's It's whatever. The world's burning. Okay. I'm doing my best. All right. <laughs> don't, you don't want a real res- answer here. Just go. <laughs> so, Mike, let's get to it. Tell us which movie you chose. I chose 13 Ghosts, the 2001 PG-13 horror something. So I'm going to give just a couple deets about this. Uh, 13 Ghosts, as you said, came out in 2001, running about an hour 31 and it is uh, rentable. I couldn't find it in a normal streaming service. Well, the family inherits a spectacular old house from an eccentric uncle. There's just one problem. The house seems to have a dangerous agenda all its own. Trapped in their new home by strangely shifting walls, the family encounters powerful and vengeful entities that threaten to annihilate anyone in their path. IMDb rating 5.6, Metacritic score rating 30%, Rotten Tomatoes critic score, 16%, and Rotten Tomato audience score of 49%. So Mike, tell us, why did you pick this movie? I picked this movie because it is fascinating to me. One, it is trash. From beginning to end, this movie is not good. And I I don't mean not good by like movie standards. I mean like not good by PG-13 horror movie standards. (laughs) But... I do think it's important, okay? Horror movies in general are kind of niche. You know what I mean? They're they're a niche property. So getting people into a niche property is of importance. I looked it up, and in 2001, there were four movies with wide-scale release that could be at all considered horror movies, okay? And this is a broad spectrum. One is Jeepers Creepers. I like a Jeepers Creepers. Yep. Two is Mulholland Drive, and that's way more of a thriller than that's it a is thriller, a horror movie. Definitely, yeah. Three is Scary Movie Two. Oh lord, which is a horror comedy, comedy. Uh, which is way more comedy than it is horror. Right. And then Thirteen Ghosts, and I think we can agree that Thirteen Ghosts is the closest to like a horror movie out of, out of those four, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so wide scale release horror movies are really fucking hard to find. I also went with this because it came out in 2001 and 2001 was a big tech change in how movies are being shot. It wasn't a frame rate change, but they started to go upscaled and downscaled from, it was, it was like a fake 1080 that they Mm -hmm. would downscale to movie theater quality. So all of a sudden there was all these movies coming out and people were like, man, this looks fucking amazing. And 13 ghosts as much as bad as it is, did take advantage of, that new technology they did take advantage of that they also took advantage of uh some new cgi coming out at that time there was several scenes that were just pure cgi and for when it was happening you know uh 20 years ago uh, Mm -hmm. i thought they took pretty good advantage of what was there it doesn't hold up completely but considering Mm -hmm. it is 2021 now it actually looks 
pretty good still 20 years later yeah. right and it was it wasn't just a pure blend of cg it was a blend of cg and practical that i thought was really intelligent all along the way mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of things that are done well in this movie from sort of a technical aspect and somewhere along the way the script it just fucking fell the fuck apart <laughs> now did you know that this was a remake of an earlier version there is a the, the original came out in 1960. That was even more of a horror comedy at that time yep. as well. He kind of took a, a sitcom family and put it inside of this uh, faux horror uh, genre. But essentially, they took that idea and ran with it. I thought the idea was good, but failed in the execution. Yes. Sensing the 13 Ghosts the first time, I actually did go back when I heard it was a remake. This was 10 years ago or something like that. Found the original and did watch it. And if they would have kept more comedy elements, I believe that this movie would have been more successful in general. They hired great actors yeah. for this movie. Really great actors. Tony Shalhoub. Matthew Lillard is highly underrated as a character actor, especially at the time, because he was in like mm-hmm. the height of his bullshit. At yep. time. F. Murray Abraham. Yes. A- a- playing the bad guy. I mean, we had Salieri just- in there playing the bad guy. And despite all of these incredible actors doing a great job, they still managed to do two classic mistakes in any film. One, they focused too heavily on a child actor and he ruined every fucking scene he was in. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And two, they didn't like, they didn't let their good actors be good with a good script. They just kind of, well, you said be good with a good script. Did you think it was a good script or that is also where they failed? No, I think the script is bad. And somewhere along the way, they got these this incredible grouping of talent to just hard agree to saying the words on the page. Yeah, uh, they had two incredible comic actors in there, Tony Shalhoub uh, mm-hmm. and Matthew Lillard, and they didn't really let them run with what they do best. So with this script, I think they were trying to take themselves too seriously. Wildly in, too seriously. And what this weak story was. And I think that's where it failed. Make it more of a comedy. Uh-huh. You had mentioned before about the quality of the film itself in the high definition, the upscale, the downscale. It really was beautiful, Mm -hmm. but I think they were trying to show off so much of that that it lost the opportunity to be dark because everything was so bright. Yeah. I like the idea of making bright environment uh, scary, but that requires a lot of talent. You know, you're talking Mm -hmm. about like Parasite and stuff like that. The concept of making... um, bright and sunny place scary midsummer is another good example Mm -hmm. but the the this isn't bright and sunny but what they did was they built the set like they actually built it right they built this incredible set and the director uh, and i think it all falls on the director in this one holy went we're gonna shoot the hell out of it not let it be its own character in the background we're gonna shoot the living hell out of it so Already, there's this incredible dichotomy built into this movie that incredible actors not given a script. Incredible set with great visuals, visual effects. The makeup was great on the ghosts, too. The, they did a practical makeup on a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 I kind of go back and forth on that. Some of it was good. Some of it was not so good. I, was, I mean, that, that railroad guy pulling the spike from his own arm, that's cool. It is cool, but it didn't look like a normal railroad spike. It looked like a plastic railroad spike. It's true. Uh, they spent a lot of time uh, with the woman with the cage on her head. Yeah. 
I mean, she freaked the me jackal. out. Jackal, yeah. Yeah, she was. I mean, she freaked me out. That was a great character there, and her makeup and costume was amazing. But I think maybe they focused too much on some characters and not the others as yeah. much. Uh, the wife, especially the burn makeup on her, just looked like they slapped some silly putty on the it side. It looked face. amateurish. That one for sure is looked amateurish. Yeah, but and the with, other thing but I think the- it was. I think with that, it personally came apart with like. They started doing burn makeup and they're like, well, we still got to make her look good looking somehow. Yeah. So let's, let's tone it back. I also felt like the blood was really pink. It was, it was very neon, which would have played well to a slightly comedic atmosphere, right. Right. but didn't play well. I mean, putting a real set, putting real makeup done ghost with a CG overlay, doing a neon pink splatter sort of thing and then letting tony shalhoub and matthew lillard be as funny as they could and still be scared that movie is so much better yeah they tried to hit the middle of the road or that's where they ended up if they tried to go one way or the other if they were trying to be serious they didn't go far enough if they were trying to be funny they didn't go far enough so they they hit that middle of the road which flattened out the the effectiveness of this movie and then I think they do something that it's another giant, especially when it comes to horror movies, that I think is an absolute trapping, is they did the obvious twist. Spoiler and alert. We can spoil. The, it's, it's oh, okay. Okay. Uh, the, 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 bad, the bad guy looks like he dies at the beginning of the movie, but he was always the bad guy. And he never fucking died. Like, you see that shit coming. You, first off, they don't show his death at the beginning, but clearly make him important in mm-hmm. everything he says and does. Yeah. They don't show his death. He dies off screen. That's not how... Well, and even People when he with... even when he shows back up, you assume he's dead. Yeah, because he is wearing cosmetic stuff to make him look like his throat was slit, etc. But it was pretty obvious. What yeah, was it, it, when it reveals he's never he's not actually dead. I, I don't think there's anybody that went, "Holy shit, for real!" Well, I'm the, sure there were some people, that, but those were people who probably you know <laughs> rated this a number ten movie. So, yeah. For me, once I kind of got into what this movie was and how it was going to be, I was okay with it until that last 10 or 15 minutes. Where they decide to cram a hero's journey into the end. Exactly. It was kind of when uh, F. Murray Abraham showed up from that moment on. It was just kind of like, eh. And then bringing back Matthew Lillard as a ghost and doing some other things. It just kind of fell short. Tony Shalhoub having to save his family the way he did was just kind of... The, the Matthew Lillard thing is the thing that annoys me the most and which is goes back to the, it's a bad script. They set the rules, but if you're going to make something like this and that it's fantastical, one of the things is you need to either never talk about what the rules are in your movie mm-hmm. so yep. that it is left up to the imagination. Or if you do talk about the rules, you need to stick to them until the whole time. They talk about the rules for this. If you died a violent death, you stick around as a ghost and Based on the other ghosts, you remain looking like you died when you did, how you died. Matthew Lillard showed up looking like he was about to walk into the Teen Choice Awards at the end of this movie. Better than he had looked the rest of the fucking movie. Yeah. Now They're like, oh shit, we got to write this in. Matthew, can you come back? Yeah, I got to I'm doing Scooby-Doo. <laughs> but to, to wrap it up in brief, I think 2001 was, an, there's no good movies that came out that year, like in general, like very few good movies. And zero good horror movies. This was the top of it. And as little large release blockbuster horror movies that happen, I think it is important to highlight the ones that made somewhat success. All right. So we're at the point now where we're going to rate and review this. I don't know what we call it. We'll just say movie for now. Yeah. 
And we rate it in uh, three different areas. We rate it for the fear factor, the gore score, and the overall rating slash would you recommend it to a friend? So the fear factor, we score all of these on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most. How does it land on your scale for the fear factor, Mike? Four. There's some jump scare stuff that if you're into jump scare stuff, that's kind of cool. That opening scene with the juggernaut throwing cars on top of people, that's a great tension builder. And yeah. um, and then uh, we go back to the jackal. I think the jackal was just a fun ghost that they fucking, it was scary. Yeah, I would give it about the same rating there, right at that four rating uh, for the exact same reasons. It was mostly reliant on jump scares. Some of them were effective, mm-hmm. but yeah, that the woman with the cage on her head, she was definitely the spookiest of the ghouls. So then we've got the gore score. Where does it lie there for you? It should have been incredibly gory based on how the deaths happen. There's not a lot of deaths in the movie, but based on how the deaths happen, it should have been incredibly gory. But they went for a PG-13 rating and backed off quite a bit. So we end up at like, in my opinion, a three or a four. Yep. Uh, I was going to say three because even when there was gore, when there was blood, it wasn't realistic. The most gore was probably on the makeup on the ghosts themselves. Which, like I said, some of them were really good, some of them not so much. So three, four. Then we get to the overall rating, and would you recommend it to a friend? I would for a bad horror movie night. You know what I mean? Uh, um, I think come around Halloween time, if you want to just giggle MST3K over a high budget, what should have been good, what wasn't uh, sort of movie, and then you can poke fun at the actors you know exist. So yeah, I'd recommend it, but only as a joke. And what's your, what's your rating then? I honestly, I put it higher than I put the other two. I think it's like a five or a six. I, I think it's pieces are flawed, but combined, if you take it, if you just take it as it's a bad movie, it's kind of fun. And I'm right there with you. I give this movie a five. I think it is a fun watch. It is one that I would recommend to people, especially as a starter pack film. Mm-hmm. It's safe, but it still has some some cool things that may bother people who are not normally horror film watchers. So I put it in there out of five and I would recommend it. Well, we're going to wrap this up, Mike. Thanks for coming on the show. So that's it for this uh, episode of the 15 minute fright cast. And hopefully we'll catch you next time. Hey Patrick, does the carpet match the drapes or-